0: From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in too cold to think of anything Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development.
1: I'm Martha McGarry and I make nice games.
0: I'm Stephen McGregor and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this special Nicest of 2017 episode, we review a list of the nicest games we played over the last year and go over what we're looking forward to playing and working on in 2018. And so, if everyone's ready,
2: let's start. (laughs) Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so cold. I don't know what y'all
2: are talking about. I'm nice and nice and warm and toasty.
0: I want to go back and listen to last year's nicest episode and see if we were similarly like shaking
2: at th- during that recording. I got, I got this nice sweater from my grandpa, so yeah. I'm nice and warm.
1: <laughs> I'm wearing my jacket liner just so I can be slightly warm.
2: <laughs> I do remember, like last year, I had like my Chicago hat on. So if, I think it was probably the last year's recording of the nicest. Yeah, we're
0: recording this just before New Year's. Uh, you'll be hearing this sometime in mid-January. Yeah, this
2: is the... It's uh, the
0: last recording of the year for us. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing our nicest of 2017. Well, uh, if, uh, if you're a new listener, go back and listen to our nicest of 2016, uh, where we did a similar thing, talked about sort of not our favorite games, not the best games, just kind of ones we wanted to be nice to mm-hmm. right um, and that's because we're making it for this year in particular we're making an exception none of us can pick zelda <laughs> none of us can pick mario yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that uh, before we start actually but before we do that even um, i wanted to talk about some news that we got about widget satchel yes. uh, the the ludum dare game that Stephen and i worked on the um, the the uh, ranking the voting results came out and we did really well yeah we got out of 2892 games we got uh, overall ranked 217, mm-hmm. which is like 7.5 wow. percent of the top, which is really exciting. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of different categories that you, that people rated us in. We got in the top 100 of all games in two categories: graphics and audio.
1: Oh, which yeah, is really, really, I'm really excited <laughs> for mm-hmm. because that's
0: the thing you're under the most strain of. Um, but I, like I say, I think we got robbed on audio because there's no way
2: oh, no, that they, 85 games had better had a music better soundtrack than, than, than what this? Sarah did, right? Yeah, there's no way. Our soundtrack is bomb as heck. It's so good, <laughs> so good.
1: <laughs> you should release CD tracks of it. In fact, uh,
0: Sarah did put it on SoundCloud, so oh, cool. we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for that uh, because everybody should get to listen to that soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, you may not even like the game, but fine. That, that everyone's gonna like this music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was so exciting because it's just like you know I've done game jams before. We we talked about it on the show a bunch of times, but. Um, And I didn't have much expectations. I was really proud of what we did, but I was like, oh, these are just random. And we were voting on other games too and thinking like, well, it is kind of arbitrary. And we only got, I think, I mean, only, we got 50 odd votes, which is actually pretty high. Mm. Uh, A lot of games, uh, you need 20 to get a ranking at all. And most games get between 20 and 30. And so uh, we got enough attention um, on, on ours, um, but those fifty people, on average, gave us relatively high scores in most of the categories. Yeah. Um, so I feel really proud, and it's exciting because we've already decided to move forward with Widget Satchel, and this sort of means like, oh, we're not we're not just being delusional. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, actually, it people did see
2: something there. Confirms the decision, which was very fun. Yeah, it was good to hear. Yeah.
0: So we'll link that again in the show notes because we want people to to check out our listing and play the the jam version of the game. Uh, and then, give us feedback because we 're working on it now, so we want uh you know any any thoughts anyone has we'll uh, we'll roll it into development because we 're trying to get it done quick, yes we don't want to do years and years on the thing, right like our other games, which we'll <laughs> talk about in the resolution section of the episode mm-hmm. um So I guess you guys want to talk about Mario and Zelda before we get into the our official picks. I, I yes. mean, they're the best. They, I guess, that's kind of all <laughs> you need to say. Like, t- 2017 is. It's funny because I think, like, man, I didn't play a lot of games. Like, oh wait, I just played hundreds of hours <laughs> of those two of games. Two games yeah. yeah,
1: I just beat Mario for the first time. Did you? Uh, yeah. So now I'm going through the after the the second half of the oh, game. Yeah, all, it's, all the
0: moonshard shard. Yeah. Bits, <laughs> yeah, minor spoiler there. Uh, that's great. That's great. You. That's, that's some of the some of the most fun platforming challenges. Are in that second half. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing I love fun. about Mario Odyssey is that <laughs> as I was playing, I'm like, you know what? Compared to 64, compared to Galaxy, particularly compared to Galaxy's like bonus stages, um, Odyssey is not that difficult, but it's really fun and it, there's lots of discovery and you, yeah. need to, you need to hunt and find. It has a puzzle quality to it. It's not really. Pl-. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's what this kind of game is. And then you get to the post game stuff and it's like, Hard. It's hard platforming in a way that's like classic and really, really good. So um, I had sort of, I had, so sort of like, I was comfortable with it not having any of that. And then it finally gave it to me, and it's like, oh, joy. Like, <laughs> it's this amazing game
2: plus uh, even more. So. Yeah, I definitely liked the game a lot more after I beat the game. Cause, like, yeah. I guess, like, the, the feeling was different. Cause it felt like you were traveling around the world instead of like having to uh, save the princess again, yeah. which I, I liked that a lot, mm-hmm. that it was, it was more about the experience.
1: And I like that Peach gets to, go, gets to go and, you know, go on her own adventure yeah. and you just see her yeah, around. Yeah. She's like, oh, hi, yeah. I'm just doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I guess we're past spoiler warning. Now, oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yes. We
1: should probably have you know, it's said thing, something. It's, it's
0: weird that there are even spoilers for a Mario game. but um, But no, I mean, it's been a little while. I think it's probably fair. Um, but uh, but yeah, skip ahead if you don't want to hear anything about it about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought they could have done even better with that. There, there was, uh, yeah, it's one. St- I mean, it's yeah. one step forward from that tired trope. Um, it's
1: a good step for Nintendo. Yeah, that's is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of a
0: sad thing to say, but <laughs> but it is. It was it was it was a nice little surprise, and that it was positioned as a twist is kind of nice because you because you, you you're like, all oh, right, whatever, Nintendo, I'll forgive you again. And then they do that twist. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, it's so, I don't know. It's nice. But uh, maybe, maybe we just make Peach playable again in the next 3D Mario. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Like,
1: <laughs> just, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Also Zelda. And Zelda. Yes. So. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, uh, um, both of those games uh, had a save the princess trope that yeah. was turned on its ear. Right? Mm-hmm. Like mechanically, it is exactly the same. There's no, no innovation there. But even in Zelda, I mean, the whole point is that Zelda is the one holding back the evil, and you know you're just dawdling around. Link's just being Link, like just like wasting your time. So there's there's some ludonarrative dissonance there. (laughs) But um, but in the end, even in the end game of Zelda, like Zelda becomes a key player in the narrative. That she makes the decisions and she's the the sort of principal actor, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Link is the tool. And I I think that's that was pretty good from a storytelling perspective. But again, just a step.
2: Has anyone gone through the DLC yet? Um, I have not. I,
0: I've done some of this. I did all, the first DLC. I did everything yeah. but the Master Sword yeah. challenge.
2: Uh, okay, I haven't. I, I mean, I went through the, the a little bit of the, the first DLC. I haven't touched the second DLC yet. Yeah, I haven't either. It's just something on my back burner. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, with the Master Sword quest, uh, I tried
0: it a couple times. I mm-hmm. got pretty far, yeah. and then I would I'd lose, and I'd go all oh, at the beginning. I'm like, and I just lost my appetite for it. Mm. Like, I, I kind of get the idea that like it you need to go through all of it instead of having save points, and maybe there is checkpoints at some point, but I didn't reach one. Yeah. Um. But I was just like, you know what, I my I get, my life's too busy for this, and I really felt bad because I love that game, and I, I even that I, I appreciate that mechanic because it makes you it, it rants ramps up tension in just a way. But I'd gotten far enough, and it just started. I'm like, oh, that was just a waste. I'm I'm not going to go back to it, and I feel really terrible. So it's going to be a while. Before, I'm going to ha- I'm going to need some real serious free time before I I, I try that again. And then I'm not going to be able to do the second DLC because I just like to do everything in order. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's
2: terrible. I'm the worst. Have you you have you gotten through that? I have gotten through the first part of the master quest because there's okay. three parts. And I only got through part of the second part, but I mean it's hard. And then I I think I just moved on because. Arms came out or something? (laughs) No, what came out? Something came out in June. I can't remember, but I I moved on. (laughs) Was it Splatoon? It may have been Splatoon. Yeah.
1: (gasps) Oh, Splatoon. I forgot about Splatoon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Quick, amend your list. (laughs) Uh, Well, I
0: guess let's get right into the list. Martha, we'll start with you. Okay. You've whittled yours down to just two. Right. Am I right?
1: Yes. Okay, let's hear about them. The first one is Thimbleweed Park. Which is a point and click adventure by Ron Gilbert and friends. <laughs> and it's really fun and nostalgic. <laughs> yeah.
2: Does it have does it have those those puzzles like in old ones where like you have to find this thing and it doesn't really make much sense, but you need it anyways? It's a really loaded question, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yes. I had to look up some of the okay. things. Okay. Um, but it wasn't as um. It wasn't as, like, one. once I found the answer, I was like, ah, I shouldn't have looked that up because mm-hmm. I would have figured it out eventually. It yeah. wasn't as disconnected as the car washing problem that ah. you guys ran into with, yeah. what game was that? Um, David Ten-
0: Yeah. That's like the er example. Of-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, Uh, like, logically things make sense. It's just, you wouldn't have thought to do that necessarily as your first Thing you th- think sure, of. Sure. Okay. So there wasn't as much like you have to know this cultural thing in order to. Oh. I knew it was going to Is, gonna is your
0: Tamagotchi beeping? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: So for listeners, <laughs> in the spirit of the winter solstice, I bought my co hosts a Tamagotchi and it was a bad idea because it's a beeping thing <laughs> that can't be turned off. Yes. And why this egg hatched? And her eggs hatched. And what's, 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 tell us about your little guy.
1: It's a little bird and I love him. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, so he may be uh, needing your attention throughout the
1: show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just put him away and it'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, so th- speaking of things that make perfect sense, uh, tell us about the story of this game because that seemed the most interesting to me.
1: Yeah. So you're you play lots of different characters, mm-hmm. um, and you can switch between them, mm-hmm. um, which is a mechanic that gets used throughout the game to solve puzzles because you have to be in different places at the same time. But the main story is there's been a murder, Uh-oh. Mm. and you play two a murder. You say <laughs> dun dun dun, <laughs> and uh, you play two detectives who are trying to solve the murder uh-huh. in this town that's really strange. Mm-hmm. There's all these weird people and uh, a sheriff who won't stop like saying weird things to you, and also may or may not also be the coroner.
0: So it's got like a Twin Peaks vibe to it. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah,
1: and there's also other characters you play. Like there's this weird clown um, who is down on his luck, Uh, and you also play an aspiring game maker, Mm -hmm. video game maker. (laughs) Oh wow! He gets very meta.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Cool.
1: (laughs) So yeah. Oh man, it's so much fun, and I just got super into it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, mechanically, other than having puzzles, which are maybe a little bit more modern, or more modern, more of a sensibility that's less uh, exhaustive, um, uh, is it really just a classic scum-style point-and-click? Is there any sort of uh, modern gameplay elements? Like, how does it play?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's uh, modeled after the Maniac Mansion era Mm -hmm. of point-and-clicks. So you got, um, in the bottom part of the screen, you have these different verbs things you can do. So like pick up or throw or talk. And then you click, so you click first, click what you want to do and then click somewhere on the screen. Um, what thing you want to affect with that action. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may or may not work or your character will be like, I can't, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like, what would it hoagie say? I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> hey, I don't want to. <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> doesn't make much sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's I mean it has that nostalgic charm mechanically as well as the sort of graphics and story.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, okay. it's uh the whole all of it is is very nostalgic. It's all yeah. um uh 8-bit graphics and and stuff like that. And they like call back to their old like Ron Gilbert worked on a bunch of old other ones. Like I think he've worked on Maniac Mansion yeah. and did he work on um I don't know. I think he did Monkey Island or something. Monkey Island, yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of Monkey Island um, Easter eggs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I played this, a game of
0: his a couple of years ago, The Cave.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Um,
0: I liked that a lot. That was not, it was more platformy, puzzly. It was kind of a weird hybrid between a platformer and a point and click. I really liked it. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Now it's out on Switch. Yeah. And I'm considering buying it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even though I know the ending. But, yeah. uh yeah, so that's my first one. Okay. what's um, your second
0: of two games you have
1: picked?
0: <laughs> <laughs> your nicest of 2017.
1: Slime Rancher.
0: <laughs> we played that on yeah. a, a nice play, but we didn't release that. No. But it was it just a demo we did? It was, it was just a test. Yeah, yeah we, so we, listeners haven't seen that one.
1: We weren't sure if we were going to be able to pull off nice plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do a test run. Um, maybe I'll we'll release it someday. I think we should do... Play it again, yeah, um, because maybe we weren't as polished on (laughs) the concept yet.
0: (laughs) Well, I bring it up because it's the only time I've seen that game is when I when I watched uh, you play it.
1: It's so cute, you guys.
0: (laughs) It is. It is.
1: (laughs) It's um, so the the uh, the game you uh, play a uh, slime rancher who um, inherits this farm, uh, this ranch. And you have to go around collecting different slimes, and these are
0: slimes in the Dragon Quest style. Yeah, yes, they're like little bobbles, like right, yeah,
1: little blobs that yeah. bounce around and have little happy faces, <laughs> and they um, each one has a different power, I guess, so or a different behavior, um, and there's rare ones that you have to go like exploring to find. And each of them like different foods. And so you have to figure out like what they like and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also can combine together into (laughs) um, like hybrid slimes. And then if three of them end up combining together, they turn into these tars that eat all the other slimes. So you have to make sure you keep them corralled in different things so that they don't combine in the wrong ways. Yeah. And there's also chickens that you can farm to feed them and um, crops you can grow. And there's this whole like slime science station that Mm -hmm. you can like build different um, resource extractors for the planet to get more cool things. And it's just really fun. And um, it grabs me like Stardew Valley does because there's these loops that you have to do every day and like resource management Sort mm-hmm. of stuff, which I really like. Um and also it's really cute. So I love the aesthetic yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, is it still in early access? No, I think it's officially released okay. now. Because
0: I remember I have read about it, about it like the game doesn't really have a point. And and that, that was like a we'll get to that later. Like how <laughs> as a as a 1.0, how does it does it feel like a complete game? Or is it just really like a solid mechanic that kind of just is fun to just play over and over?
1: Um I don't know if I've played it since the official release. Okay. Uh But I was happy to play it forever, just (laughs) as with not something without a point at the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is a story that Mm -hmm. you pick. Like, there's these. Your predecessor has left. uh, These hollow hologram messages to you, and they're scattered all around the whole world, Mm -hmm. and so you gather the story of like his life and stuff like that through gathering these holograms
0: and, and how he eventually became frustrated with
1: slime ranching. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Very moving out a city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's actually kind of sad. Anyway, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it, but yeah. you should play it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Nice.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll move on to mine unless there's anything else to talk about.
1: We haven't talked about our fourth person who's sitting over
0: here. Oh, that's right. We have uh, uh, just we're playing along, Steven. <laughs> yeah, back, back yeah I guess so. Yes. Uh, w- w- uh, let's welcome. Uh, what's what's this person's name? Martha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice to meet you.
1: I hear you brought two nice games as to meet well. You as well, yes. Uh, I'm here to talk about non indie games <laughs> because you know you want the ones with lots of excitement and guns and stuff. <laughs>
2: Oh, Martha's one of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, tell us.
1: <laughs> one of the best games this year is Destiny 2.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Lots of guns.
2: Uh-huh. It does have a lot fun. of guns. <laughs> guns on guns on guns. <laughs> so what about it having so many guns?
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can keep up with this character. <laughs> but I just couldn't I just could not talk about these other games because... Mm. They're just so much fun. And I had to come up with something so I could talk about more than two games.
0: <laughs> right, right. Good. Um, you tricked us. Well done. <laughs> I was convinced.
1: <laughs> I'm glad.
0: <laughs> and you brought Mortho into this to, for your ruse your and everything? Are
1: you... Well, uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Okay. So what about Destiny? Why, what's, what's, what, why did it uh, make your list bigger than re- regulation allows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Destiny 2 is really fun because I've been playing it with all my friends. And you don't have to play it against other people. You are playing totally cooperatively, even with the random people who are around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a competitive mode, but I never played that. <laughs> um, and just everyone is so, seems really positive when they're doing these public events. I think I've talked about it before on Nice Games Club, maybe. <laughs> you brought it up a few times. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> so in game, you can't hear anyone else right. and you can't type at anyone else yeah. the only thing you can do is emotes at each other yeah and they're all like pretty positive emotes so yeah. like you just find people who are just like dancing
0: <laughs> you should all see what Martha's doing <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yep.
2: You Get your groove on.
1: <laughs> um, and stuff like that and so it's just been like one of the most positive um multiplayer experiences that I've ever hmm. played uh-huh.
0: so that's cool yeah. I mean, yeah, just having a non-toxic community is probably enough to put it at the top of a list. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's gorgeous. Like every new environment, I was talking with Dylan about this earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, I forget. I forget because you have to go, you have to do the same thing over and over again, and mm-hmm. so you, um, every time you go to a new area, you get are just struck by like, oh my god, this game is so beautiful, and you forget because you're like just doing routine things. Yeah, mm. but it's like every planet is so. Different and interesting, and there's lots of new things to explore, and it's just gorgeous.
0: That's an interesting upside to repetition that we didn't really get to in our episode where we talked about repetition and why you particularly like it so much. Mm-hmm. Is that once you break out of that loop, it becomes so fresh,
2: huh? Yeah, more than it would normally be. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That is fascinating, huh? Like that. That's a cool aspect of it that I don't I hear I don't hear a lot about Destiny Two and how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, I mean it's triple A. It's like, you know, it's a lot of money goes into that
0: and, yeah. and it, it shows, you know, um, man, it must be fun to be working as an artist in, in AAA, triple A, like, and not just not have to worry about design. Just like I'm building mountains. Mm. Like that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Martha, surely that's the only, that's the only one that's gone over your allotment, right? You don't have another one to talk about. Do you?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Blocks. <laughs> Blocks is the best game. Uh-huh. That's not a game. <laughs>
0: and this is the vr tool from google
1: yes um it's basically a 3d modeling tool in vr and it is so cool and i'm just so excited about it because it lets me be able to do some 3d modeling without wanting to scream and rip my hair out (laughs) because i'll be working on something for like three hours and in blender and then turn it on its side, and it turns out its nose is like oh. <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but it it I just wanted to mention it, but as a as a good tool that came out this year, yeah yeah, because I think it's gonna really help prototype, like I don't think it will ever unless they add more more complexity to it will ever be like maybe make. Well, some people I've seen on Twitter, some people who have made like these, just like with Tilt Brush, have have made like amazing things. Um, There's a hashtag made with blocks that um, has been going around um, that has a lot of examples of like really amazing, complex stuff, but it takes a long time, just like anything. But um, for me, at least, it'll be a cool prototyping tool, so at least if I ever want to make a 3d game and want to like work with a 3d artist, I can be like, Hey, I want it to be like this, but better. <laughs> so nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, is that it?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah <that's> it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll move on to mine. And I only picked two, um, because I'm, I'm a rule follower, Martha. Um, first one is uh, Star Trek bridge crew, which I'm excited to pick because it means I'm two years running and picking Star Trek games. For my nicest, <laughs> yeah. which really is very unexpected, because Star Trek games have a history of being garbage. Yes. <laughs> <And> so
1: <laughs> I uh, remember. Be- sorry, this no, is ahead. a nostalgia thing, but I remember playing a Star Trek game and getting so sad because I got like almost to the end, and then there came there was some bug where Deanna Troy got stuck in this place, and I couldn't oh. get her out of it because like she was clipping through a wall Oh no! and I, I couldn't go back to an old save. And I was Aww. just so disappointed because I was actually having fun with it.
0: You know, if you were having fun, it might've been a final unity. Is that the name of it? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a, that was a Star Trek game I had as a kid it was a, um, it was kind of a top-down um, yeah, adventure game that played out like an episode of Next Generation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that game. Uh, Spectrum Hollowbyte made it. I remember that name distinctly because I had the official strategy guide. <laughs> nice. Uh, <speaking laughs> another topic that we like on this show. Um, and I, I was going through my parents' basement about maybe two or three years ago and I found the box and the strategy guide and the instruction manual and the poster that came with the box, but not oh the goodness.
2: CD. Oh, oh, no. And I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> and I was like I would, I would give anything to play that again and I'm, I think it was it was probably like a, it probably ran on emulated DOS on Windows 95 uh. so like I pro- I'd probably need to get like some sort of pirated version anyway just to run it on a modern machine but man that was a good game I never had that problem though, so.
1: Fuck you. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, back to Star sorry. Trek <laughs> Breaking all the rules. So I've I talked
0: about it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a VR game where uh, it's set in the, um, uh, for Star Trek fans, it's set in the continuity of the new movies. And you play on the bridge of the USS Aegis, and it's just like a, just some other ship. And um, it's, it's, it's mission based, and but it's co op. It's co op only, basically. So you, there's four uh, uh, players captain, helm, tactical, and engineering. And it's a VR game where you're just at the console. So like you, you're sit, it's, a, it's a game where it's fully 3D, motion tracked, volume uh, 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 tracked, but you are just sitting in a chair the whole time. So it's, it's, a, it's weird. And I, we talked about it in our immersion episode where I thought that even though it is, does not have a lot of walking around or picking up things and it could really just be played on a mobile device, um, it, it still has that sense of immersion that I really like. Um, and the, the, the reason is because it's a very social game. It's, um, the four players are four networked Oculus or Vive or PlayStation players, and it's cross-platform, so you can play with anyone on any platform. And um, it's just you—you—you you have to bark out orders to each other. Mm-hmm. You have to tell—you have to tell the captain what you're doing because they don't see your console. And it's that, thats the level of immersion I really love about it. And one of the reasons I put it on this list be, um, is because I actually have not played a ton of it, frankly. Um, I haven't played the later levels, but um, the reason I love it so much is because it—it it got VR Night started here at Glitch, which is an event that I host every month. Um, where we bring in people and just have them play a bunch of VR stuff. And we started, the first event we did was a, a bridge crew night where we, we had four systems set up and they were all, uh, they were they had to go through the internet, but uh, they were all in the same room, uh, all playing Star Trek bridge crew. Mm-hmm. And it was a really successful night. And then it just, that, that event uh, then turned into just a generic VR night. And so it's really important to me because it got that started. I'm really happy we're doing that. Um, but the game itself is really just incredible and um uh, news related to it it's now available on non-vr systems i think uh, really yeah you can play it uh, which the thing is it it can be played on anything it doesn't require vr Mm -hmm. but now you can just play on 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 pc or playstation you can just play it on your tv now and you just use the right stick to move your head around i guess um but um which is great it means more players and vr and non-vr players can play together (gasps) really that's awesome so that's pretty exciting because the thing is is it, it was kind of a gamble for Ubisoft because mm-hmm. Star Trek's a big franchise, of course, but Star Trek games have a bad reputation. VR is very exciting, but also the user base is pretty low. So that was one of the reasons why they wanted to cross-platform immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game is so much fun, and it's well-designed, and it's so social that um, it did become quite popular. But I think... Um, in order for it to be sustainable, I think they're going to make new missions, and you know, I don't, it doesn't have like a million updates. It's not like a, a super well supported game, um, and so the audience, I think, is kind of plateaued a bit. And so I think they just said, well why don't we just make a non-VR version we can? you know. I think that if they had done that from the beginning, it might have uh, stripped the novelty of it. But because they did it later, it feels kind of a smart play. And it means more people get to try it out. And maybe it will also convince those people, hey, I wonder if I should try the VR version of this. Mm. Um, so that's really cool. Because VR is still out of reach for a lot of people. And so it's exciting that a game like this uh, can be played uh, and, you know, and should give you most of the experience. Uh, certainly all of the gameplay. Because the VR is not intrinsic to the gameplay at all. It's just more about the the experience and the immersion of it. So um, I think it's a, it's a great game. It's fun to play, but also it's like a good success story. Um, Yeah. And you know, it, it it, it, like, I don't know. It's too many games are great, but then, but they have like a problem or there's Mm. something like that you don't like about it or Mm -hmm. there's something that the development was kind of struggling or, Oh my, my favorite game has loot boxes, but I'm going to ignore it. You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just think that this one is just, it's, it's a, it's a feel good development story. Yeah. You know? Um, for both you and the game yeah yeah for sure um, okay so that's my first one my second one is uh, it was going to be Mario and Rabbids which was going to be funny because uh, last year I did Star Trek Ascendancy and uh, Paper Mario oh. and so this year would be a Mario in a Star Trek game yeah. uh, I'd be that predictable <laughs> I, I am that predictable but no 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 in fact it was going to be that because I really liked Mario and Rabbids mm-hmm. it, was, it was really fun but I've talked about it on the show before um, but last night I played and finished uh, Gorogoa which is a uh, a new indie game that was long in the works. It won awards at indie festivals in 2012. Yeah. but it finally came out this month. Um, and it's a uh, it's a sort of a, it's kind of point and click, but it's also sort of this like puzzle manipulation thing. Um, but it's basically a sort of a short story in puzzle form um, that is played on a grid, a two by two grid where you move these t- these image tiles around and then they animate or they suddenly come apart. I don't think I'm even describing it very well because it's, it's really it's just hard to describe. Yeah, and I think maybe you just we'll put a link and just check mm. it out if you've not seen screenshots of this thing. It is it's gorgeously animated. The story is really interesting and it's very um, it's very light touch. You see this character and you see them at different points of their life. And, but it's not explicit about what that is exactly. And the, the, the goal is actually very simple. You just need to find these five apples and put them in a bowl. Like, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the way you do it has this sort of interesting story about this person's, that you, you travel through this person's life um, in a really fascinating way. And it has a ton of like sort of very um, uh, lateral, lateral thinking puzzles uh, that use uh, um, spa- visual, like uh, uh, spatial relation Uh, between um, uh, like scenes. And there's, there's one puzzle where you have your character, this character walks across a panel um, into another panel, but that panel was a zoomed in version of something else. So now they are really tiny and then you, you rearrange the panels and then change them until it's, it is really kind of incredible in that it, it doesn't demand that it makes any sense. It's really, it's, it's sort of like um, um, it's not stream of consciousness exactly, but it kind of feels like non um, uh, nonlinear in a way that, but it is the, the, the story is linear, but the sort of the logic is nonlinear uh, in a really fun way. Um, there are a couple of puzzles that the mechanics repeat themselves in a way that you, uh, you can understand you can, you can engage with it a, a second or third time. Uh-huh. And then, um, but there's just a little bit of a twist that makes it sort of fresh, um, but not tiring. Um, it's so well crafted and you understand why it took, you know the better part of a decade to put together, um, and it's the it's the the brainchild of one developer uh, who had help and and funding um, over the years. But it's really you can tell it's the work of one artist mm. um, in its mechanics and in its visual presentation, um, and it's just so charming. And uh, I've I've read a little bit about it. There's this great Kotaka article that both Steve and I were talking about earlier yeah. uh, that we'll put down, which is a great a really good summary of everything about this game. Um, but a friend um, uh, just the other day recommended it to me. I think you'd like this. I go okay, I'll check it out. And then looking through like what my favorite games of the year were, I, other than Mario and Zelda, I didn't play a lot of games. So I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what would be great. And I'm like, well, there's let me check that out and just see if it's a late contender. I played it literally last night, finished it, and like absolutely M- one of my favorite games of the year for sure. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I played that game too, and it, mm-hmm. it it's kind of got that point and click feel, but like yeah. it's the puzzles aren't. I guess it's weird because like the puzzles don't make sense in a way, but like they all kinda don't make sense. So you so I at least for me I approach them differently. And so it made they made sense by not making sense. It's a weird statement to make. But like, yeah. I like that game a lot too. Yeah. And it it has these visual themes that Mm. recur
0: in a way that implies meaning and story, but without spelling anything out. Yeah. And you get the impression that even the artist who created it is not telling something concrete to you mm-hmm. um, in a way that, because there's a lot of stories where it's like, what does it really mean? Let's peel it back. Let's discover it all. This is, a, it's very kind of fairy tale esque in that way. Yeah. It, uh, just a, an, an achievement in storytelling apart from it being a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, everyone should play this game. It's so good. And it's on Switch. It is on Switch that's how I played it it's great yeah and it supports t- touch screen as well mm-hmm. I th- I'm sure it's on mobile and, as well I don't actually know it is on mobile I
2: imagine it's on every platform it's, cause, it's on Steam too with you know, a lot of stuff yeah. so if you have a chance yeah, so, a chance. yeah. yeah. Goa. and it's, it's I, I love the
0: the name it's just a nonsense name that is mm-hmm. it
2: just yeah makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool uh, should I talk about my games then? yeah that's it for me I only pick two because two is the amount you need to pick oh I also only pick two. Oh yeah hmm. interesting <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I one. picked two. Mortho <laughs> picked two.
2: Yes, yes, of course. I know that's what we've been
0: saying. That's two per person. Two per Everything person. is fine. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> well, uh, my first game is Arms. I'm still playing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got back to it recently because they keep—they've just stopped releasing content like a, a couple of weeks ago. But like, I, all the content is great. Yeah. Um, and it's—it's it's hitting my scratching my fighting game itch. Mm-hmm because, I guess, I mean, Street Fighter came out, but I didn't have a good PC at the time to play it, and I didn't want to play it on the PS4, because it's not my PS4, so I don't have access to it all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I'm not playing Tekken. So, <laughs> ARMS is the way to go, I guess, for me. <laughs> um, and I'm I just really enjoying it. Um, it's like, it's a very approachable fighting game, because you only have two fists, and there's not, like, combos, really. Um, and, it, and, like, you don't have, to, I feel like, You don't have to like pay attention to frame data or anything like that. There are different. You have there are a bunch of different arms you can gather, and you punch with springy arms. So like they all have different stats and stuff, but you don't have to get into the weeds to understand how the game works.
0: Yeah, you know, in our episode on fighting games, we talked about uh, breadth versus depth, Mm -hmm. and Arms is a game that feels like it has a
2: lot of depth, uh, but not that much breadth, which is like great. It's like a weird mix because there's a lot of arms, but well, I don't, I don't know if all the arms. There are some arms that seem to. Uh, you can customize your arms for each character and there mm-hmm. are some arms that seem like they have the same role as another arms but I'm sure there's differences when you like go into the stats but I haven't looked in the stats enough okay. and I'm just using the default arms for most of the characters now because yeah. that's how they do it in tournaments and I'm <laughs> trying to emulate that for some reason <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I'm just having a good time with that I'm, I'm going through the, the campaign thing the, the arcade um, version of it or whatever and it's a it's good time mm-hmm. it's a good time
0: yeah, I got to play that game more because I played it just a couple of times. Uh-huh. And I'm like, for a fighting game, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because it's like a I'm weird. I'm not bad
2: at it either. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. I, 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 I'm I Big said surprise, that, audience. I know that, that sounded really weird when I said it like that. But like, you, like, it's a weird blend of fighting game and shooter? Yeah, kind of. Sort of? Yeah. So, like. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of timing and tactics yes.
0: in, a w- in, in a way that to me felt. I felt more comfortable with it than I do with most fighting games. Yeah. Even though it it really is a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not really that different. It just feel it just I don't know. Like you say it's approachable, yeah. but it's but not at the cost of its, you know, of, of quality or depth right, you know, or right. polish. Yeah, it feels it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great new IP from Nintendo. Yeah. Like yeah. really cool. Like the, what's great is all the fighter, I mean, it's fighting games they they live in the 90s. Like so much of fighting games, even new ones feel like culturally from the 90s and earlier. And so, um, what's nice about Arms is like it feels more modern in its styling. Like the of the the fighter roster, it's like half male, half female. I love like, all it, the characters. It, it eschews in that a lot game. of stereotypes. Uh-huh. It's it is creative and um, it's it stays away from cliche. Um, it's just it's good. It's a good new piece of IP. Yeah, and the the Arms story
2: is weird. It's bonkers, and that's, it doesn't make that's any great. sense. So like. There's Basically, all of the characters just woke up one day and they had springy arms. And then they were like, you know what? We should do a tournament thing. And everyone else was like, yeah, okay. And then there's this arms laboratory that sponsors the tournament, but they don't make a lot of money. And they have like a secret cafe in this one town where they try to make money, but it's not going very well. And um, the, the, main, uh, the main villain, I guess, who's not, uh, what's his name? I can't remember all the names of the characters. But there's the main villain and she like, like studies all of the arm, all of the other people with arms and stuff, and created their own characters. She made a robot. She made uh Helix, and and then she's playable too. And it's it's just it's a weird game, <laughs> but it's fun.
0: <laughs> and, and you know it's it's very friendly to fan fiction, and yeah, in a, in a way that I mean, Twitter's Tumblr particularly is loaded with with lots of original drawings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, right, because all funny. the characters
2: are on point. Yeah, yeah, I like that game a lot. Uh, and then my second game is Um I feel like all of these games are we're a little bit well maybe not. I am a little bit biased cuz these are games I've played recently. Mm-hmm. But uh Neurovader I've also been playing a lot recently and it's just a you, it's a twin stick shoot 'em up uh roguelike where you are a robot and you shoot other robots and you collect loot and you use loot to make more better loot and then shoot more robots. That's all I need. <laughs> 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 you and like there's different there's different options for like in the beginning on like you can uh, customize uh, particular like passives or like you can heal yourself over time or something like that. Um, there are a bunch of different things you can use to come to, to create new builds in the game that that I really like. Mm-hmm. I with this game, I found out that I really like like creating builds in games. <laughs> even even yeah, I don't know, I, I just like that a lot too. Mm-hmm. So this, that's what one aspect of this game that I really enjoyed is that I learned something about myself as a result of playing the game. Oh cool. Initially I didn't like the game cuz it seemed like cause it's it's not super approachable. There's a whole bunch of numbers and and I talked about this in the um in a previous episode. But yeah, there's like a whole bunch of numbers thrown at you and I'm like, "What do any of these numbers mean? I have no idea. I can't I can't I can't figure this out." And I just kept playing it cuz my brother likes buying random co-op games and I played it with him and um I just kept playing it and then I picked up on what I wanted and then I kept playing it and bought it myself and <laughs> <laughs> now I'm playing it a bunch too it was a whole journey for you it was a whole journey and that's what I liked about this game is it brought me on a journey cool nice yeah you know
0: uh, I'm doing a little cheating but Mario and Rabbids did the same thing for me oh, it did taught it? me how much I liked that, that, that style of game oh but uh, I got it because the review the head of reviews were really good and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll, I'll pretty much get anything with Mario on it yeah. and I'm, I'll happily admit that but I was like oh my god I guess I love
2: XCOM like I had no idea <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's that's cool
1: Mm-hmm. Except it's nothing like XCOM because you don't lose all your characters every time you go and play.
2: That I suppose, yeah, it's <laughs> very fair. Yeah. That's yeah. much more forgiving. <laughs> <That way>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh. Is that well, that's our list then. Speaking
1: of journeys, oh. what are we going to do in twenty eighteen? Hey! When we start our new Game Dev Journey. Yeah.
0: Well. Okay. So now we talked about 2017. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to talk about 2018. And yes. the first thing we'll do is uh, just Steven, You put this on their most anticipated 2018 game. Yes. Which is such a kind of a strange thing. Uh, anticipated. Like. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I mean, well, you. What did what, what you? What do you choose? I
2: put Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. Because one more fighting games in Soul Calibur. Is that
0: coming in 2018? It was <laughs> yes. just announced. Yeah, I know it's
2: going out in 20- 20. They've been working on it for. Uh, three years, yeah. Apparently, I think it's just had trouble in production. Switch. Does it bother you that it's produced by the lead on Tekken? Uh, it did a little bit, yeah. But I'm, it was Tekken Seven, yeah. So it's not like all the Tekkens, <laughs> so I, I can, I can accept it. And I watched some gameplay of, it, and it, it seems mm-hmm. like Soul Calibur.
0: Okay, I just, I saw that it was at the Game Awards that yeah. they announced it. I, re- I remember. Uh, uh, we didn't watch that together, but I was thinking of you when I saw that because the guy comes out and says, Everything I've learned on Tekken. And I'm like, Oh, they're going to announce a Tekken, and Steven's going to be mad.
2: I <laughs> would have been and so he goes, Everything I've learned on Tekken. And now I'm making Soul Calibur. I'm like, yeah. Steven's going to be real mad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but I, I've watched gameplay and it looks yeah. pretty good. Okay, cool. So, and also, uh, Kirby 2018, because that's, that's all I know about. <gasps> yeah. uh, that's like a four player co op, Kirby. Yeah, right? I love Kirby games. So it be good really with them, them, them. Joy Con. Yeah, and right? I, I could just bring it to people and we could just. Oh. I, I I haven't played a uh, New Kirby in a little bit. So yeah, looking forward to that, mm-hmm. and also Super Smash Brothers because I know it's coming out. So Nintendo <laughs> just announced it already, so I can <laughs> pre-order if, you, if you believe hard enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I said it on believe. the. Believe so yeah, it's gonna happen.
1: Believe yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but those are those are my anticipated yeah. games. Martha,
1: my Night Market, I'm really looking forward to. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's about cats and. <laughs> You have to make crafts and also have cats, uh-huh. and also there's more cats, and they yep. follow you around, and there's cats in trucks and cats on houses and lots of cats.
0: Yeah, that's the one where the cats drive the truck. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> the uh, that's announced for 2018, so it's, yeah. I mean, barring delays, which happen, uh, we can't really expect it. It's
1: yeah. exciting. So cross your fingers. hmm also, Ooblets. Yeah. <laughs> I said it last year. I'm going to say it again. Stop making gifts and release your game because I want to play it and also pay you lots of money. Love Martha and Martha, both of us. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I didn't put anything on here because I looked through all the lists of like things that were announced. For... I'm not, I don't know. I just, nothing jumped out of me. I mean. Uh. Nico's Mart, Light like Night Market looks pretty good. But mm-hmm. like I, it might be a game that I actually just prefer the gist of. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> just I think like I don't know if it's really the game for me. I just think it's super cute and I, I want people to have it and play it. I don't yeah. know if that's gonna be me. Uh Ublitz is the same thing. Um, but
2: like I don't I don't know. I'm what nothing... about that Yoshi game?
0: Yeah, I I did watch a ton of video of that when mm-hmm. it was announced because it was like a whole lot and I was thinking like it looks cute and great, but also I guess I could do without it. Like mm, okay. it is just kind of a platformer, it doesn't seem that special. Okay. In the way that like Mario Odyssey feels special. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see when it gets closer. Also, I don't know if that's coming out in 2018. Oh, I suppose. It's not officially announced for it. Right. Right. As opposed to Kirby 2018, which is right. <laughs> the name of the game, I guess. <laughs> uh. So they gotta. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know how Nintendo is, they tend to announce things uh, either way too early or almost before release. Yeah. So it's, uh, there might be something coming out this year from them that I end up loving. But no, I couldn't really find anything. Mm. I don't know. No, like new VR
2: things coming out that you're interested in.
0: Well, I mean, if uh, Budget Cuts comes out, yeah. But there's no official news on that, so I don't want to jinx it. Okay. Because <laughs> it was supposed to come out late this year, mm. but it was a couple months ago. The developer was like, "Okay, okay, okay, it's going to take longer," and everyone was like, "Yeah, we get it." All right. <laughs> like, I don't think they got a lot of crap for that. Um, but uh, it, that's definitely a. I mean, 2018 is probably a target for them, but I think it's a it'll be done when it's done kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that w- that would be, I suppose. The demo of that, man, that, I mean, it took them, what, a couple weeks to put that demo together, and it's still, like, one of the best VR games available even now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I guess
2: that would be it. Mm, Okay.
0: Okay. All right, what else for 2018? Uh, Game dev resolutions. Yes. Do we have any?
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Release our games, maybe? uh, that's That's not a good resolution to have. <laughs> cause, just because it's not realistic. Yeah. Well, no, not that it's not realistic, but yeah. just I don't know. I well, part of it is like, I don't like making New Year's resolutions because I feel like if you want to make a change, you should just do it. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to be going through like a transitional period in, in the next in January, so yeah. that I guess it make kind of makes sense to do a resolution. In mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking like what I wanted to do is I wanted to like spend a day a week focusing on like finishing up a small game like every week i don't know if that's feasible or not i don't know like yeah i'd spend like eight hours on a day maybe it was a saturday or a sunday or if i have time on a weekday or whatever i have a day off i don't know Mm -hmm. um and i would just focus on making a game within that day and then like put it on my uh portfolio or whatever Uh, just a one-day project yeah okay then I have a game done. Yeah. And then I feel good about myself and yeah. I could tweet gifs about it. And then I don't know how fancy it would look, <laughs> but like, then it's, it's something I can say that I've completed and I, and I can show it to people. You should talk to Marty.
0: Yeah. Who's done something similar where he did, right? Didn't he do like a. Uh,
1: and uh, Rachel too.
0: Yeah. Um, game right.
1: a month. Yeah.
0: And yeah. If, I think, I mean, you can, you really can do just a game design document and do that in a day and that call that an accomplishment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, but, and if you publish it.
2: Yeah. You know? I, oh, I suppose.
0: Like I that's, that. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying like, be careful about what, because what you'll do is you'll get 70% of a game done at nine o'clock at night and you'll be like, this is all I have time for today. It's not done. And therefore I did nothing. I, I could I, I, just release it at that point. Well, it might not be releasable. Do
2: you oh, know what I mean? Oh, well, I
0: suppose. My, my point is is that it could be very easy to get frustrated with a process like
2: that. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm hesitant to call it a resolution. And more just like a, I might want to do this. Okay, just an idea <laughs> for how to, I can yeah. See that, yeah. It'd be yeah. nice. I know, I go back and forth on stuff like
0: that, because we're working on a widget satchel now, partly as a way to get a game done quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, because we need that in our lives. Um, but i 've gone back and forth on this idea of like do we, do you want a big portfolio of a lot of little things, or is it okay to have a few big things, and which is the better way to learn which is to to improve your craft yeah which is the better way to actually get attention uh, if you 're trying to get yourself out in the, there in the world mm-hmm. and i don 't know that i 'm not totally convinced like I could, okay having a lot of different things to tweet about it, it will get you some attention right, but i don 't know if that 's ultimately. Super practical in terms of career development.
2: I, I don't necessarily think it's practical in terms yeah. of career I, I think like it just depends on the person. I just think it's an appealing option. For me,
0: yeah, that, yeah. I, that I want to, and appeal. I'm not against it either. Yeah. I just I think a lot of I think it becomes like a oh the more the better. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, I think it's just a feeling. You want you want that uh, psychological benefit of like yeah. having things you know checking off a list of yeah. things getting done. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's my sort of pseudo resolution. Yeah. Sort of thing, I guess. Okay. Just something you want to try anyway. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, yeah, because you can sort of get your ideas, at least just get them out, even if you don't finish things or publish them, just going through the motions of like
2: designing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, might be really what you get out of it. Yeah. And then I can get some of the ideas I have out of my head and determine whether or not it's a good idea to progress in later, later anyway. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my thinking.
1: Rapid prototyping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, my resolution, if I were to have one, is more is really just about organizing my tasks a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, having a this is what I want to do. These are the four things I need, need to do before I can do that. Kind of just having my puzzle dependency graph of my work uh, schedule yeah. a little better because um, I tend to. Because what happens is I'll get distracted by something, and when I say distracted, I mean pulled away by something for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And then when I get back to on track, I'm like, Where was I? What was the next thing I wanted to do? And and like, well, there's these three things. I'll just pick one of them and I end up leaving lots of things half finished yeah. and then they eventually do get finished but like not in an efficient way and I just need to get better about that, mm-hmm. I think. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using Trello a lot more just n- not necessarily for agile or anything like that, just literally to keep track of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's really what I what I need to do. That's a solid plan. Because I'm I'm saying it now, I'm releasing Metro Nexus 2018.
2: Hey, none of you can stop me. Okay, it's happening. Oh, I definitely don't want to stop you. But it's been it's on the show now. It's recorded. Yeah, so check back with me next year. <laughs>
0: we'll see what excuses I come up with then, but uh but yeah, it's too. Um, yeah, it's
2: happening. It's All gonna right. happen. All right, I love it. All right. There we go. <laughs>
1: um my resolution is to actually work on a game yeah like any game
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but mostly my game mm. <laughs> the one that I've been talking about point and clicks yeah and not get distracted by the eight billion other things I do slash ideas I have for other games too yeah <laughs>
0: You've so, done like design. You've done sketches and design documents and stuff, but you, but it's all been preliminary, right? Yeah. It might just be that first step of like really concrete, like open a project in Unity. Mm-hmm. That might be all you need to get to like start well, start that ball rolling. I've roll opened
1: multiple projects. <laughs> well, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I get your point. Yeah. That it needs. To, I need to put down some actual code. Mm-hmm. Some actual developer art. Yeah. <laughs> I just
0: want to play test something in, in, in uh, like a sequence for that. I'm, I'm so curious to see like uh, what you have in mind for how that, how it's going to work. Um, so that I'm, I'm waiting on that.
1: Nice. <laughs> if well, that
0: motivates you at all.
1: <laughs> Sometime at play test, you'll, I'll, I'll Oh sign up. Yeah. Then hey. you'll know.
0: <laughs> you, want, you want to put a deadline on that? Uh, no. play test by let's no. say June nope. No. <laughs>
1: nope. Just you'll you'll know
0: it when it happens. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. That's that seems good. <laughs> that seems like a plausible thing to happen, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so that really leads into the sort of next topic, which is just the, the big things we're going to be working on in 2018. Uh-huh. And Martha, for you, that is really getting the ball rolling on your point and click. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume you'll be working on other things, of course. Always. Yeah. You've got the, you've got your, your VR presentation in a, in a couple months?
1: Yes. Yeah, we have to work on that a yeah. lot. Um, yeah. But I forgot about your VR night. And so you also have like space for developer stuff, right?
0: Specifically, that is the ulterior motive for VR night, is we, we have uh, four or five or six... VR stations that play just whatever games, but we always leave the conference room here open for when a a local developer wants to bring in their thing. So yeah, you and your brother should definitely uh, bring that in like as soon as possible. Uh, The next there's no VR night in in January because of uh, glitches programming. A whole bunch of stuff. All glitches programming is canceled because of the immersion program, Um, and we'll talk again about immersion in in a future episode. I Mm -hmm. think because it's always a good topic to revisit, Mm -hmm. but. in February. Martha, I'm saying it on the show. You should bring it in February. Okay. 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 <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> cool.
2: Um, Steven, what are you working on this year? Vengeance. Yeah. Sound really excited about it. I mean, I am. Like, we've been working on it over this break. Uh, over the school break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, it, it's felt good to get back into Vengeance and yeah. stuff. And, like, I feel like I'm making a lot of small changes, but they're significant enough to improve the game yeah. uh, quite a bit. Um, so i do I feel good about it. It's just mm-hmm. we've been working on it for so long, yeah, i've
0: been uh, i I played um your final boss, uh, it's in its earliest stages, yes. and man, it is coming
2: along, yeah, like, it feels yeah, really good palm at bosses, I know my it's goodness. really good, yeah, he's so good at them, yeah, uh, yes, so I'll be working on that, and also widget satchel mm-hmm. um, and maybe um a bunch of smaller games if my new year's pseudos resolution goes through, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those, that's my plan. That's good. That's good. What about you, Mark? Well, Widget Satchel,
0: of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm like, this is part of my thing about like uh, organizing tasks in Trello is because I've sort of like decided to be the producer on Widget Satchel, and so um, I'm, I'm going to bring some of that discipline that I'm enforcing on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to bring that to my own project, and ho- hopefully that will. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing that is so I can get in that mindset for my yeah. own work, um, and that's exciting. But um, I've decided it. I'm doing single player mode for first release. Okay. I've, I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. Metro Nexus is basically done. Like mm-hmm. It's pretty much finished. It, the only thing that it's missing, it's missing unlocks. It's missing a couple of things in the menu system. And th- what's keeping me from doing that is I've been tr- like, how does that relate to single player? Because the idea for multiplayer in Metro Nexus, um, and if you haven't heard of me talk about this game on, on the show, you can go back and to some previous episodes. But the important thing is that I have two modes in the game. Multiplayer, which is a single screen battle mode, and then single player, which is... Just the single single player mode, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, I've been working on multiplayer for a long, long time. And I was been wrestling with whether what I was going to do when I released the game, release just the multiplayer mode as like a party game, as a a competitive game, or finish both modes and release it as one. And so much of it is uh, thinking like, well, what do I lose if I don't do single player mode? Well, I lose a lot of the story and a lot of the theming that is important to me in this Mm -hmm. game, and I have to sort of justify with just the multiplayer mode like why these things are the way they are, just any blah, blah, blah. And also, like, mechanically, I need to, there's a whole lot of things. And so it's left a bunch of, like, balls in the air. And that's what's keeping me from finishing, like, really finishing multiplayer. Those final, that final 5%. I mean, it's really just 5% is questions I need to finish in single player, which is you unlock different art styles, different maps, different layouts by playing through the single player mode. It's always been how it's going to be. So if I just release multiplayer, how does that work? Do I change the unlock system to like many rounds played or if you get a certain efficiency, whatever? And I'm like, oh, if I make those decisions now, then it starts to impact how single player works later when I do it next year or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I'm like, you know what? I think part of the reason I've been spinning my wheels on it is because... Because of that, those unanswered questions, and multiplayer is done. It's pretty. It's been done for a while, frankly, and um, it can use tweaks and improvements. But like, it can be released in its form, yeah. Um, as, as long as the menu structure and all of that, and, you know, the, the uh, save date and all that. As long as that's in place, um, the game itself is done. So I'm like, you know what? If I what kept me from releasing it this fall was that I d- couldn't finish polishing those final bits and I think the reason is is because single player is is just not there and I couldn't find a way to like cauterize that wound you know mm-hmm. and so I'm just decided I'm doing it I'm making my single player mode and all that's right. gonna mean level designs I'm doing cutscenes right now and I'm writing the story and I'm gonna be I'll build all the cutscenes um, in the game and I've already uh, I've already built the the infrastructure for it uh, I'm gonna do all the cutscenes in the game and then I'm gonna do level design and then it's it And this is what I'm going to have my, 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 my dependency graph for like what I need to do for there. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's energizing me a little bit. And then once, really once, as I do that, all that, all the little final multiplayer bits will all just come into place. And this is me speaking optimistically now, but, um, so yeah, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, it's fine. I spent all this year deciding not to do that and I've changed my mind. (laughs) So (laughs) who knows what, if it's a good decision, but it's the decision I'm making now and it's, it's it's helping me move forward anyway.
2: Cool. Podcast high five.
0: Woo! I can't. How do you do a podcast high five? You just high five loud enough so the microphones can hear. It. Let's try it. All right, here we go. Okay.
2: Did you hear that? <laughs> it worked, right? I'll juice it up in the post mix cool. on that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That truly is. Yeah, because now, like, you've made a decision, and now, like, you can stick with that, and then that that just helps gets the ball rolling, like you were saying. Yeah, and it's funny because you know I,
0: I don't like to think. I mean, we're doing this year end thing, right? Yeah. Um, I. I don't like resolutions. I, I like January is just another month. Like the time rolls on, right? Uh-huh. Like I don't like putting it in slots, Yeah, but it, do, it it is a way to, to, to mark time. It's like a fresh start. And I'm thinking like, is, is if it's not done now, I'm, I've got all of this year to do it, even though really I could, I could get it out in, in February if mm-hmm. I really wanted to. But I think it's, it's always going to, I'm always going to have that barrier if I don't do this. So I'm committed now. So cool. So that means it's not going to be out until later in the summer, or even the fall or whatever. But, um, those two things. I'm working on single player and it's coming out this year. Next year. Oh well, no, this year. As far as the listeners concerned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, well thanks for letting me do the little little talking myself cuz now yeah, I'm going to I'm, uh, well, I'm revving around. myself up. Yeah, you no. sound
2: revved up. Yeah, I love it.
0: Start
1: your engine.
0: <laughs> Check back in March and I'm like, "Oh my god." I like, <laughs> promised that to myself. Oh no. But how hey, widget I will be done by then. Yes. Right? <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> Speaking of things that are done this episode, right? I think so. You think so? I think so. We said all we have to say about 2017. Uh, Mortho, anything to add?
1: <laughs> it was a great year for games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Mortho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> all right. That's our show.
0: If you have not already, subscribe to the Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or a nice like us. Uh, we need to are out there, so leave a review and tell all your friends, too. We want more listeners in the new year, and uh, in order to do that, we need your help, so tell oh. all your friends. Uh, you can also tell us what you think on the feedback form. Guys, where do they find that? Nicegames.club slash feedback. That's right. Tell us what you think. Uh, we also want to hear directly from you, so follow us on Twitter and all the other things at NiceGamesClub. Let us know how we're doing, send us your topics, and ask us your questions. Lastly, you can find out more about the show and your nice host, as well as get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. So until we start again, remember to play nice
1: and make nice.
0: Like, I was in on it because the, the, uh, is that your Tamagotchi again, Martha?
1: Yes. (laughs) How do I?
3: (laughs) Take care of that thing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.